welcome to Going Once Podcast. I'm Scotty. I'm joined by Mitch Hello. and Spencer. Howdy. Today we, we're going to talk about our teams we drafted last week. We're going to discuss you now who we think had the better team, who's at the better position overall, who got some good steals. And then we're also going to talk about some situational stuff that could pop up in your drafts and kind of just see our opinions on all of them. So I'll get it started right now. I'll get it started with my team overall. So I'm going to start with my team. I got, as my quarterback position, I got Josh Allen. Got him for three bucks. I think it's a very good price overall. He's one of the three uh, quarterbacks I'm targeting in this draft. The other two, eh, probably more than that. But my three big ones I'm looking for right now are Josh Allen, Drew Brees, and um, Stafford. Stafford. Name blew my mind. Um, I have been liking the Matt Ryan. I have been liking Matt Ryan a lot too. If I can get him with like a stack, because I've been liking that Matt Ryan Julio Jones stack a lot. So he <laughs> is in there, and it kind of gets me into the uh, wide receivers I got right now with Julio Jones, Kenny Galladay, um, AJ Brown. Already a solid three combo. Probably, I'm gonna argue that it's the best three combo. In this draft right now, overall, didn't have to spend much for him. I spent 47 on Julio, 41 on Kenny Galladay, and 18 on A.J. Brown. So I spent like $106 on all three of those guys who I have them all ranked in the top 10. You know, these guys over here have a little bit different rankings about A.J. Brown. But overall, I think that is a great steal overall. Um Additional to uh, those three guys, I have uh, Tyler Lockett, Emmanuel Sanders, Justin Jefferson, and Jameson Crowder. None of them I spent a ton on. Tyler Lockett's the most I spent on was six. Everyone else is pretty much a buck pick. Spent $2 on Justin Jefferson just to make sure I got him. But obviously he's going for a buck. 99% of the draft should go for. So I was going for him. I want to store him right now, see how he does. And I think he's going to do pretty good this year. Then going into my running backs, I have Chris Carson, Todd Gurley, Mark Ingram, and Leonard Fournette. And then that's all I got overall for running back wise. It was a little bit weak overall. You need some help there. That's that's the spot where you're gonna need to make a move on the waivers or a trade or something. I'm not too scared. Like I do like the Todd Gurley Leonard Fournette start. With a nice Chris Carson. Mark Ingram's a scary guy in this mess. He's a couple risky I mean, Chris guys. Carson's also kind of scary. Chris Carson's not locked in. Todd Gurley's yeah, but I think I mean, if he plays, and last year he showed up pretty good. He, he showed can, up pretty good. If he can stop fumbling, I'd be more. Yeah, he should be playing, but he also has that injury that's kind of like a little bit 50-50. But it's just those guys are a little suspect. Like Todd Gurley, I think it's going to be good, but he also has issues. He has a lot of risk. Uh, Mark Ingram, I think, is in for a lot of regression. And then Fournette, you know, that's your ex, man. That's t- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, Fournette is. but Fournette, though, I got him for a great value overall, in my opinion. I got him for 21 bucks. Not in my opinion. <laughs> but Predictable opinion. <laughs> that is, I mean, he's still you have him ranked as a top two guy. Yeah, he's a running back, too, who I don't really want, but yes. But, I mean, <laughs> spending 21 bucks oh, no, I, on I him for him being my – I'm gonna call him my co-starter. With him and him and Gurley would be co co-starters. I don't think I, I don't think that either one of them are necessarily a number one, but they're both the highest end. Well, I think Leonard Fournette is number one, but in most people's opinions, you're not gonna have him as number one because that injury threat is still a little bit of a concern to me. He well, did for do both of them. Yeah, he played the whole year, 
But like, it's like, ah, man, I do not, I don't feel super, super comfortable with him being the number one. I think he's gonna finish the number one, but he's just like, there's still that little bit of a, a threat of like, oh man, will he get injured? Will he not be injured? There's just a lot of variables in Fortnite, and that's part of the reason why I'm not. So. I do love that price, though. Like, I probably should have yeah, got him I on agree. the draft, but, you know, you got to let Scotty get his draft sometimes. Yeah. So, and I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him in most know. most drafts. We know. But then Mark Ingram, I think he's going to be good to start the year. I'm a little worried towards the end of the year with um, uh, J.K. Dobbins, but I think Mark Ingram's still going to be able to kind of be the scoring guy. Probably not as many touchdowns as last year. That's what I'm nervous about. I think his touchdowns are definitely going to come down. Like, his five touchdowns in the passing game on, like, no passing is crazy. But if he can still see the goal line work, I think that's what I'm kind of, like, hoping for more. He, yeah, he'll be nice. He, if he's, like, a two or a three on your team, he'll show up. He should be pretty good. But yeah, as long as it's just counting on him going to be it's tough. How many does Lamar take away from him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, last year, I mean, he still scored a bunch. So, maybe he can still keep it up. I, I don't love that pick right there. Ten dollars is a nice price for a guy. But I was like, ah, yeah, kind of like. I mean, yeah, he's worth something. Oh, he's worth ten dollars. Yeah, he was good. He was good enough last year to pay ten dollars for like what he might be. Right, and And even if you can only use him like the first half of the year, he's worth ten bucks for that first half. Right. So I am still taking a little bit of a risk there overall, but I think I'm just gonna hold off a little bit and then see. You know, I might be pick. I'm probably gonna pick up someone later in the year, um, and just. But right now, I think it's a good year place to start. I was basing a lot more on the wide receivers, and like that wide receiver base I have makes up for any of the running back games I have right now. Yeah, that's true. You could start four wide receivers pretty easily. Like Tyler Lockett could be a touchdown machine, like he has been in the past, and which I don't love saying, but if he's a touchdown machine, you're going to start him in your flex a lot. And I mean, I like the other three guys, so I assume well, they're going to be yeah. too. Right. So they're not going to be like our league's usually three wide receivers. So that's what I was basing yeah. off. This one when we drafted off of was oh, a basing two. It off that? two yeah. I mean, no, we were technically we're basing this off of the two, because that's what we had to draft off of. We can't because I technically no one else is drafting off of the other way, so we have to base off of that. We're gonna try to do uh, another mock draft later on where we kind of do a more of a custom mock draft, um, to see what kind of comes up with our league. But this is kind of more based off of the two two. So you start three of them. So Tyler Lock could be pretty much the first, uh, but I'm still probably I'm still starting Julio, Kenny Galladay, and AJ Brown. I'm starting the three wide receivers. Um, going into tight ends, though, I do have Jared Cook and Hayden Hurst. I got Jared Cook three bucks and Hayden Hurst for a buck. A lot of Falcons rumor. Overall, I do have All a lot of Falcons. Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. I honestly, I've been drawing to that team more and more because I think they're, they're going to be down good. a ton. Yeah, too. Their, their, their division is like that division is just oh, scoring. It's gonna, it's gonna be a slaughter. So I mean, the team the division's all offense. Like honestly, like I think everyone's kind of sleeping on the Falcons this year. Like all oh, you see, know. Drew Brees and Tom Brady, God Drew Brees and Tom Brady, Drew Brees and Tom Brady. And then it's like someone's sleeping on the Falcons, and they're just like two and eight. <laughs> they're not gonna be two and eight. But no, Dan Quinn was about to get fired last year. Yeah, they year. had to win like a couple in a row. Yeah, like, and they could still do it though. That's the thing. It's, I know, but what happens when this year and they actually do fire Dan Quinn? What happens? Then it's just see what happens. Going to be mediocre. They're just going to be like the Panthers. Like they got to the Super Bowl that one year, and then Ron Rivera is living off that still. Yeah. Well, I think he's. I think the Falcons will be better still. So. So they still got a lot more. They got a lot more. Good one year, and then you know they go back down to normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, they're still. They can still get a ten win season, make the playoffs again. Like not in that division. I still think they can. Like you can get all high wins in the division. That means you're gonna have three of them. Three. I think they can I mean, still take. They can before. still split. They can still split with the Saints and uh, pay, uh, the right, Bucks. Right, but that means three of them are going to be in the playoffs. I just because I don't I, see the, the Saints. The NFC is too loaded to have all 
three of them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the Falcons. It's are gonna not, be tough. They could still get ten. Falcons ain't got a chance in that. Falcons so, are good, but not compared to like the rest of their like. It's gonna like, be tough. Over, way too many good. I mean, really, it's just gonna be the Cowboys overall. You got somebody from what is that? The a, the N- NFC is that the North with the it's gonna be, Bears and stuff like that. Uh, it's either San, so someone San Fran, uh, Seattle, the Cardinals. You get the Rams are over there. Uh, the Packers are going to be Packers fighting. Yeah, the Seahawks are going to be the biggest. The Seahawks, I think, are going to be the biggest. Seahawks, 49ers. But it seems like the Seahawks, 49ers. Are better but they're the going to be right in the hunt, though. They're going to be right in the hunt. They're the worst they're, team we just mentioned. The, the hunt, it cannot consist of 12 teams in that <sighs> conference. It really can't. It's just not the best team in that. No, I think. They're, not even the, they're the worst team we just mentioned. Out of, yeah, those, that, that's still, the, that's still the, the Cowboys. We have the Cowboys. We have the, <laughs> let's say, I don't know any position there overall. Um, I mean, in the North, like, I don't, the Packers, I don't know who's going to win that division Packers, whatsoever. Packers, Vikings, Bears. Bears. That's, yeah. And the so, Bears are, uh, yeah, I'm going to just say Vikings for right now. We got the Vikings. Then we got yeah. the 49ers. We got, Seahawks. We got the, no, I'm not, I'm not going to the Seahawks yet. Winners. I'm just going to go to division oh, winners right oh, okay. now. I still think the Seahawks can win the division, but I'm going to give it to the 49ers right now. Okay. And then I'm going to go Saints. So then you got, <laughs> then you got the Bucks. you got the Seahawks, and then you got the Falcons. So they're number seven, and six teams make the playoffs. What about Arizona? Yeah. I'm not the as Packers, I still Packers. think the Falcons the have a better Bears team than be Arizona overall. I still think the uh, Falcons have a better team overall than Arizona. And the Eagles are in it too. Like they're in, they're in it, but I'm still. I think that the, the Falcons, Falcons are, are the seven overall. Yeah, like they're, they're the worst team. I still they're they're better than the Eagles. No, they're not. They're better I, than the Eagles. I don't agree. They don't have a defense. They got a better offense though, and they can make so up for it. Carson Wentz is. Carson Wentz is the offense. He proved he can do the offense. They can make up they for it. They have a better defense. I, they're going to make no, up for can't. it. they can't. It's a better team over there. So, the Falcons, like, that is don't a have factual that statement. I don't agree. I think that the Falcons have, are going to be nothing. a better team. But their offense overall is just yeah. going to be way better. They can just outscore anybody. Do you know how anybody. bad the Falcons' defense is? It is putrid. It is putrid. It's pretty bad. But I still think that their team, their but offense Carson is going to keep scoring. Carson Wentz is still the better quarterback. Which fine. What? Like, he's fine. He's going to do way better Hateable. than that. He's a better quarterback by far. Debatable. Not as good. No MVPs from uh, Carson Wentz. Oh my God! Stop. A little bit younger. Super Bowl Stop. ring. Super Bowl ring. So one of them didn't choke over the Super Bowl. I mean, you, I guess he got a Super Bowl ring by uh, Nick Foles saving his day. He didn't choke it though. Yeah, but he because he didn't play it. It's not Maddie. Matt, I would rather not play if I was Matt Ryan. I would not be the guy who lost twenty-eight to three to the Super Bowl. Well, actually, like that guy is Kyle Shanahan, but he took it with them to San Francisco. Eh. But. So I, I like the team overall. I think there's going to be a ton of scoring going on over there. Um, still going to keep keep them as my uh, my number seven overall in that uh, division. Um, or not division. <laughs> conference. But, yeah, you know, we're going to go on. we got those two guys over there. And then defensive kickers, I got the San Francisco 49ers defense. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and... Did, did you, like, like forget move. who your kicker was? He did, like, that move where they <laughs> took him off guard. Yeah. No, and uh, my kicker was uh, Michael uh, Bagley on the Chargers. So, kicker-wise, I don't really what? care too much. Uh, kicker-wise, I don't really care too much about it. Um, I kind of just try to pick a team that I think is going to be either I'm, I'm late and I just kind of just pick a random guy or I pick somebody that is just going to, I think, going to be more in field goal range, less in uh, – Less than scoring, so. So you want the offense that's just good enough to get to the red zone, but never to punch <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Honestly, my big guy that I've been shooting for, I missed him out on this one, but it was that uh, Fairbairn from uh, Houston. I think Houston's going to be able to get a lot in the red zone, or not the red zone, but like in field goal range. In the 30s. 30s. But yeah. 
I don't know about the scoring wise. So I think that. Wait, what about your man Gonzalez? Yeah, he was gone too. I usually look for Arizona a lot too. I think they're going to be scoring a lot, and I think getting in the field goal range for them is no problem whatsoever. Yeah, I just I just wait till the end of the draft, and then I go ah that guy. And then I yeah. Figure, that's well, how I, I kept trying to do two dollars on a kicker, and somebody kept going three <laughs> on me every time I did it. So that is the fun of the um, I had a little bit extra money, and then I ended. So I was like, oh, I'm going to use this. But so, but that's my team overall. Um, who wants to go next? Uh, I guess I'll go next. So with my team, I I love this team. Like if I could project this. Two months from now, and get this exact team. I'd be so happy. So starting at quarterback, I got Drew Brees for a buck. I got my fifth-grade quarterback for a dollar. So I was pretty psyched about that. Now we get to running backs. I got Kenyon Drake. He kind of scares me, but like where I was in the draft, I needed to get one of those top guys for running back, and he was one of the better ones available. Even though he does carry a risk. Pair him with Le'Veon Bell, who I have, a, who I like this year. Also in the running back, I have Jonathan Taylor in case he pops. Devin Singletary, the six court, six touchdown max, apparently. Still I was brought that up earlier in our, uh, in our group text. <laughs> <laughs> Side note. <laughs> and then I also got David Johnson, who could be the offense with Deshaun Watson down in Houston. Yeah, I still don't know what to say say with that overall. I, I do like him at 10 bucks, but making David Johnson just your, like, your third running back slash – Slash, no, I use your third fourth. running back. Maybe fourth. fourth. Yeah, third, fourth running back, though. It's a very good spot to be in with him, yeah, like, overall. Like, you just, luxury. you yeah. can put David Johnson on your bench. I, he's still a starting running back. He shows so much potential that you just don't even know what's going to happen. The thing I love about this team is I got depth everywhere, which is what I like to do when I go for an actual draft. Yeah, David Johnson's super safe, by the way. That's how I feel about him. I feel like he's definitely going to get a bunch of volume because mm-hmm. they just don't really have another option. Yeah. Okay, now we get to wide receivers. Mike Evans, wide receiver one. I got him for twenty nine bucks. I thought that was a steal. Super happy with that. Yeah. That's pretty hard. I've been seeing him go low, but that's one of the lowest I've seen him. But he's been going under forty, quite a bit. His like I said, I'm on the Godwin train. Where if you give me Mike Evans for twenty nine, I am all about that. Yeah, if it starts with the two, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and then I paired him with Cortland Sutton, who I really like this year for twelve bucks. It's a pretty nice pick. And he's not even, like, my wide receiver, too. I just, on the sheet, I have him at wide receiver, too. In my flex, I have Amari Cooper, who I got for 17 bucks. Another steal. Like, all these guys are just values to me for the price I got them. Then I round off wide receiver room with DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, and Terry McLaurin. I feel like this annoying little trio that I have to deal with, like, just to see. Like, I would not be, like, those guys can pop off at any time. So that's going to be a weird little combo. Hopefully one of them will be, like, a little more consistent. This yeah, year. McLaurin, McLaurin could be another guy that honestly could just outperform what we think. I'm, I'm hoping he does a little bit more, more than just – I hope he does a little more than just fly or die like he was last year. Like, he either got, like, 35 bucks there or – or not 35. He got, like, 35 points or yeah. he got, like, nothing. So, it's like, I that's a little bit scary. But even Calvin Ridley's kind of the same way. But Calvin Ridley is more of a fill-in bench spot for you he's a better where, like, you need to – Whenever you need him, because you're gonna start. You have your obvious guys to start every week. You have Mike Evans and Amari Cooper are gonna start 99 percent of the time. Mm-hmm. And you got Cortland Sutton in there as well, and you got DK Metcalf, who's probably gonna see a little more targets consistently than Calvin Ridley. But Calvin Ridley, I think, is gonna break out for could, a Calvin couple Ridley big could games. Blow up any week. Right. So he's gonna be that good guy to kind of keep on your bench, and then that week that say Mike Evans is not a buy, boom, you throw Calvin Ridley in, and he could still explode, which is awesome. I honestly love Metcalf for $7. Like, yeah. Honestly, like, I picked him up last year. 
And I, I didn't have a ton of depth at wide receiver, but I played him a lot because he got me like nine points. I feel like because all he needs you is like really one play. You didn't really have a choice. I know, but he still got me nine points a lot. Like it, like one catch is like, and he gets like sixty yards, like easy. Like he just he is such an easy person to get points for. Yeah, he did have nice. Doesn't have a like nice little filling base. It's like, but and he could go off, but like he does get you. He does get you that ten points when you need it. Yeah, like, like he yeah. wasn't that scary to play last mm-hmm. week. Oh yeah, he's one of the more consistent. Besides his goose egg, which I didn't honestly, when I was looking up his stats and I saw, it, I was like, I don't even remember him. It's because you don't remember him because he's just the number. He's a wide receiver two on a team. Like, like wide receiver two goose eggs, it doesn't even mean anything. But wide receiver one goose eggs, like Mike Evans, it's like, oh, you realize well, that they both goose eggs. Yeah, Mike Evans both goose. or <laughs> Lockett and Metcalf, but yeah. Anyway, but and then tight end, I got Zach Ertz for fourteen bucks. My tight end three, I got for. 14 bucks. Great. I agree that's a good deal. Scotty is a I'm not saying guy. it's a not saying it's a bad deal. I just think it's I think it's just a good I mean it's a normal price for him. It's a little it's low. A deal. But <laughs> I don't think he, I don't think it's going to be that surprising to but see him at that Ertz price again. But I think is going in the high 20s easy. Like most yeah, of the time. I think he's under 20 and play. That's not bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if we have him a little even if we have him ranked a little bit, I just think that's where he's going is higher than that. So it's like cool to get him there. And then mm-hmm. uh for kicker, I got Justin Tucker, you know, the eternal one out in Baltimore. And then defense, I got the Bills. Oh, uh, Justin Tucker is one of those guys that I got outbidded for, um, yeah. proving that it was four dollars from Spencer's. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Talk about having extra money for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, people, you guys were giving me crap because I uh, didn't spend money early on, but I was the first one to finish, and I got a bunch of value points all over the place. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, I don't fully love. I don't fully love Cortland Sutton, and then like so, like your Cortland Sutton. Sutton the thing is, DK though, I Metcalf. Have Five to six options at every position. Yeah, he just doesn't need so. Sutton. I don't love him either, but it's like, mm-hmm. oh, he just doesn't. Like he doesn't. I guess the you're gonna play Mari Cooper over Sutton. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I don't, but I just don't like that. It's not. I don't know who I would consider like for week by week. I don't know who I would call your wide receiver three, and I don't like having to play around with that all it's the time. Either well, Portland, Sutton, Ridley, right? And this one, you well, it's, he would probably play more in the flex too. I don't know. Well, it all depends. It basically at this point, my team looks this good. I, I play the matchups. I play the matchup. So, but you're still hoping on Jonathan Taylor this year too. It depends on Le'Veon or Jonathan well, Taylor who gets played in that well, uh, flex in my eyes. Jonathan Taylor would later. I'm not starting him early. Right, when I was gonna say, but if he comes out hot, you're gonna play him. If he comes out hot, this ends up being this ends up filling then, in a lot better. And then yeah, because you're starting Drake at least the first like six weeks unless he comes out and just is like I'm not involved. <laughs> yeah, I hope that's not the case. Right, but Bell like, is gonna be consistent every week. I view Bell and David Johnson as very similar, but David Johnson's on a better offense, so I'd start off David Johnson early. I don't know. I would probably still start off Bell overall because I still I don't know what, especially week one. I don't know what Houston's gonna do overall with David Johnson. We don't. I don't use him. You you think look that, at that money they're gonna you pay think him? That. And what they, they traded DeAndre Hopkins for him. But and they're like, yes, we'll take this enormous contract for nothing for no reason. Yeah, but they also pay uh, Le'Veon Bell, so they literally the Jets would be nothing without him. Where I, I get, at least like, Houston has Sean Watson to kind of make some plays. He's going to get used, and I think he is going to get used pretty well. I still think week one I'd be starting Le'Veon Bell over David Johnson, but I think that could, role can get switched pretty quick overall. I agree with the Bell over J- Johnson, just in terms of week one. Like, I know they're going to use Johnson, but I'm more confident in what Bell's going to mm-hmm. do. I mean, I'd be starting him both. I'd, like, I'd prefer two running backs, but so well, you're I, just doing – We need a three with the, the, yeah, that Kenny Drake like too, but – the flex. So, I mean, honestly, that's probably your better bet than going with the – I mean, I would feel a little more comfortable with starting uh, David Johnson over Cortland Sutton week one. It all depends It all depends matchups. Like, if, if the team True. looks this good depth-wise, that's all – I'm going to base it off matchups. So, that's right. fair. So, 
Yeah, that's my team. I love it. I want it. That'd be good. Go for it, Mitch. No way. Come to my team. Hey. Wait, did you say your quarterback? I'm not sure if you said. Uh, I might have missed Drew Brees? it. Okay. I started. I feel like he went pretty quick by it. That's why I was just like, well, okay. Drew Brees for a buck. It's like, nope. You don't need to say anything. That's a yeah. It's a, yeah, we all kind of agree that's a pretty good so, thumbs up. Yeah. So he has gone pretty low though. A lot of times you see him late, but like that's still a buck's like still someone should have nice. paid. Even if it's if I don't have a quarterback, I'm going too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's gonna be that guy. So I mean, I I'd go for five easy on him. Right. Well, I had money left over, so I definitely would. You would have kept money. going on him. Yeah. yeah. But all right, go on, Mitch. All right, so my team starts with Deshaun Watson at quarterback for five dollars, which I'm pretty excited about. Things are going for a little more usually. I'm going to get to my running backs. I, st- I got Josh Jacobs for 45. Into the mic, sir. Nah, I don't need that. Well, it's hard. <laughs> get Here, just look at my here. just look at my laptop. Oh, yeah. I'm going to plug my laptop back in. Oh, it's just like cut off. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have that much. That's, and that skill to this? Yeah, unfortunately. Did you even post the other one? Anyway, so... <laughs> So I got Josh Jacobs for $45, Miles Sanders for 37 Melvin Gordon for 20 Love that. And then I got David Montgomery for 6 which I also love. Jordan Howard for 2 Let's not talk about that. And I took Keyshawn Vaughn for a dollar, which I think is a cool little, I mean, not cool little, but, but good little just kind of risky Quick rookie pick. Stash. Yeah, like I think he, he could be interesting. I'm not sure. Like he's he's going to be gone if like I see nothing. Though. Like he's, a, he's easy to cut, basically. And then for wide receivers, I'm a pretty big fan of how to start off. I started with DeAndre Hopkins for 52 is awesome. And then I got Stefan Diggs for eleven, which is debatable. I mean, it's a good <laughs> price. I like the price. I think it's the price he's going for. Yeah, I, it could I, be interesting. Again, I just hate I hate Diggs yeah. and uh, Buffalo. Right. We know. Well, anyway, so AJ it's Green for five dollars, which is, I mean, I'll take five dollars and AJ Green. I don't even really want which him. Which could make which could make the team. It can't break it with five bucks, but it can make it. Yeah, if he's like a top like eighteen, if he's like a top fifteen receiver. He's, I think he should be top twenty, but if he's top fifteen, that makes my team like exponentially better <laughs> for yeah. Adrian for five dollars. Like that's mm-hmm. awesome. And then another one I really like is DJ Chark for twelve. Big fan of that. And then I, I took Marvin Jones for a dollar because I really like Marvin Jones going there. And like, he's kind of the forgotten man. He's always a forgotten man. Yeah. <laughs> he's always he's always good to play when you're in a pinch. Yeah, and it's like it's <laughs> he's the definition of fire die. But yeah, you gotta somebody gotta risk it for the biscuit. Let's see. I uh, my tight ends are Mike Gesicki and it's Mike Gesicki. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Mike Gesicki. So I got him yeah. for a dollar, which is yeah, he's right like that. He's right that verge. Yeah. He's right that verge of like, hey, I want to start him every week. I mean, you can always find another tight end later in the season, right. Too, if you need it. But I'm not upset with starting the season off with Mike Gesicki. I like how he finished. Yeah, I just don't know. It just seems. Yeah. It seems weird just relying. It's kind of like the same thing with Devontae Parker. It just seems still seems weird relying on the Dolphins. Like I just don't want to do it. I don't it yet. love it. I'm not a big. But fan they can do it. I mean, they should be down. But so. exactly. The funny That's thing is, at some point, we're gonna get to a point where it's okay to rely on Dolphins. Dolphins might be good again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's Dolphins. not. They're still they sort of an underdog to win the division overall, they're, which is kind of crazy. Their game could be. They made a lot of interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They made a I mean, the Bills. Bills don't do as good as they kind of like seem like they should do. Right. I mean, there's a lot of hype going over there where the Bills should be good. Now, the defense should be able to save them a little bit overall, too, if their offense doesn't go crazy. But realistically, it's like— The Bills is the most stacked division or team in that division. Like, now that Tom Brady's gone, 
Like I know there's not a lot of talent that's what in I'm, that no, division, no, no, no. but man, no, that's stacked what, is a very. That's what I mean. Compared <laughs> to the rest of their division, it's like that's the Bills, and then everyone yeah. else. True. <laughs> that's what Jamal Adams like. Get me out of her. <laughs> yeah, they're like the most surprising team that could possibly make it to the can make it to win that division. Mm-hmm. Well, Fitzpatrick is so he's up in the air. Mm-hmm. Like if Tua could come out and be you know a little a stellar stud, but like Fitzpatrick is just like. He could be terrible, but he also throw like four hundred yards. Yeah, I still don't yeah. know if he's gonna play or n- I. I still don't know if uh, Tua is gonna play or not this next I, year. I would assume his rookie year he's probably gonna play. I, I think it's gonna kind of depends on how they're going too. He's like half I don't think they're gonna rush it. If if Fitz yeah. if Fitz Magic yeah. is gonna be doing something and he's like still making him a winning season, as long as their team is improved. I think they're gonna be like, all right, let's just let him sit, let him relax, and then he's gonna start next year. But if their team gets down a lot, they might throw him in a couple games just kind of like to worse see what than it is. Last year, I bet he plays. Yeah. But if they're like they do fine, mm-hmm. if they're just fine. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's not gonna play till next year. Like I think Fitzpatrick is totally fine with just being the guy for this year and then just kind of transitioning. Mm-hmm. If he wants to play forever but, too. But but guys, what about Josh Rosen? All right, so I'm talking about Robbie Gold, <laughs> <laughs> like my kicker from San Fran. <laughs> Robbie Love Gold him. probably has more chances to throw a pass than uh, <laughs> Josh Rosen does next season. <laughs> Can we make a bet on that? I think that'd be really funny. <laughs> Anyway, uh, and then I got Kansas City's defense. So I don't really care about either of these picks. I'm going to be honest most of the time. I just look for the most exciting team when I go to the defense or the kicker. Like, I'm like, oh, that team could score a lot. Pick them. I mean, you're looking at just – you're looking for a week one, and then you're basically right. going to do – you're basically week playing the streamer week. pick yeah, week by week to I see do. whatever ty- whatever defenses are left. Yeah, that's how I view it. Usually if I don't get a good defense, I just do that. So – a lot of people did it last year, and they ended up picking up like the Steelers' defense as a streamer, and then they ended up being able to play the rest of the year. The Steelers became pretty ridiculous. So it was pretty moment. cool. Mm-hmm. So that could happen. Sounds like someone from personal experience over there. No, I actually didn't have it, which <laughs> kind of sucked. Yeah. But I was against that. Uh, the guy that won our, my uh, work league ended up picking up the Steelers' defense, too. Your work league was stupid with that. Defense. With the defense, though. Like the de- your Patriots scored like 70 points, didn't they? Yeah, that was, I, I don't even understand the score. I still don't understand the <laughs> scoring. Like, it's like, hey, you got you got points if like you touch the guy <laughs> on a first like, down with your left hand and not your right, and it's like, oh, here's a half a point. You're like, what? How do you do that? So it did get, get a little bit ridiculous. You're not gonna see many leagues like that. Didn't you get re- points for punt return yards or something like that? Yeah, punt return yards around there. Normal rule he had though. Yeah, I know. For defense, man. Well, the hardest thing was honestly it was worked for offense because like you threw a pick six, you lost two points for the interception. Plus six points for the touchdown, so you can lose eight points on a play. There was multiple weeks where my quarterbacks ended up with negative points. <laughs> I had a one week where I had a negative one points, and that was the highest of the week. <laughs> and I had three quarterbacks on my team. Like it was a, I had just the first time that was that was even with uh, Kyle Allen. Oh man! So it might have been might have been like four, but it was like no, no, it was four because he was eight points higher than the next best on my team. That's, That's what it was. So gross. So like it could happen like that. Um, I don't absolutely hate the minus points rules, but like <laughs> that's a bit excessive. It got it got a little ridiculous. ridiculous. So you throw three interceptions and one's a pick six, you're minus fourteen points. Like you're not coming back from that. <laughs> it's a bad spot to be in, as someone would say. So it, it's just ugly, but overall, kind of looking at these teams, I see a couple of big steals. I think the biggest steal out of all our three teams that we can agree on uh, is. Mike Evans for twenty nine bucks. I mean, that guy. We have him all ranked in the top ten. We have all of them ranked as a top ten wide receiver. No argument there. And getting him for a top ten wide receiver for under thirty is awesome. Yeah, I mean, 
I agree. I, I'm happy I got him. I did ask Scotty because Mike Evans and Todd Gurley both went for twenty nine bucks. Who would you rather take? And it kind of comes down to a situational thing, like who I have. So in this situation, Mike Evans, I believe Mike Evans came up after I already had Julio Jones and Kenny Galladay. So I already had two wide receivers, and I did not have a running back. Now I see him going for twenty nine. I absolutely love that price, but I need to make sure I save up for running backs there. So if I already have two, I'm going to go with the needing the running back more is more value there. So I had to spend up more on Todd Gurley. But overall, 29 for Todd Gurley, you're getting to the upper end of his price range versus Mike Evans, where this is pretty much the base. I don't think you're seeing him, unless he goes super late and got it forgotten about, you're not going to see him below $25 ever. You're going to see him more up in the 40s. So that's a $10 swing. It kind of reminds me of last year in our auction draft when uh, Chris Godwin was on the board, what felt for like four rounds later than he should have, and I was able to scoop him up for like seven to nine bucks. But he wasn't expected to be as good as he was to last be year. As good as he was, but he was projected to break out. He was projected to be better than $7. Yeah, he was projected to be better than that. So it kind of reminded me of that. I honestly can't really make I, – I just – I lean Todd Gurley, and I don't really have a reason. It's just when I look at both names, I think I'd rather have Todd Gurley for $29. I just prefer to have more running backs on my team, I guess. I, but I don't really know. I don't really have a reason. But now look at your situation right here. Say you already have two running backs on your team. You're already stacked in your, you're already stacked in your running back position. You probably paid – let's just say you paid for seeing some decent price guys. So say you paid your – Money for Josh Jacobs paid forty five dollars. Let's say you already have Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders on your team. You that's a good setup right there already. Are you spending? And Mike Evans comes up. Are you going? (laughs) You still want to go with? Do you still want to go twenty nine for Todd Gurley, or do you want to go and get your second, uh, your second uh, wide receiver spot? If I had Hopkins there, I'm looking at my team to be fair. I wasn't talking into the market. So pretty much, you have like this. Little swing here. You'd probably get messed up a little bit. You probably wouldn't have on your team. If you did get Todd Gurley for 29, you wouldn't – or it might, let's say Mike Evans for 29. You wouldn't have Stephon Diggs on your team. You probably wouldn't have Melvin Gordon, and you probably wouldn't have DJ Chark, though. Well, I think I you'd think have, have one DJ of those Chark. guys. I think you'd have one I'm of those I'm thinking of money-wise. Or if probably you not, just wouldn't have gotten Green. You wouldn't have gotten Gordon. You wouldn't yeah. have gotten him. So definitely would have gotten Gordon. But you're losing, you're losing nine extra dollars in this draft overall. So, or you're not going to go David Montgomery. You're, you're saving extra David Montgomery and Deshaun Watson. You might be saving some money there. Right, I would just be taking Howell. So like, it could work out one way or the other. But I, I think in that situation, you already have Josh Jacobs, you already have Miles Sanders. Why go pay it up for another another third running back? I mean, you did get twenty four, uh, Melvin Gordon. I think Todd Gurley is going to be more consistent than Mike Evans would be. That that's well, that's my main reason of thinking of of Todd Gurley. I think that, that's, that's what I'm leaning. I feel like that's a very fair reason. Yeah, I can see that, but Mike Evans, I still think, is going to break out a little bit more. I don't think he's going to be nearly what you think he is, though, and that's why I, I lean Todd Gurley. I mean, so, I like Mike Evans, but I, I mean, I have him as a top ten guy. I still don't think he's ranked enough. You, you guys have him ranked at eight. I have him ranked at seven. Like we, we think we're right around the same ballpark. But he's just going to go like I just don't want the the up and down this year. Like I, I think there's a lot more depth at two. And like I think there could the still be an up and down though with Todd Gurley this year, though. I don't think so. They don't really have like Edo Smith. He's terrible. I think that just the behind factor though. That if it starts, if they he's start getting behind the game, who else is going to play though? It's just he's going to be there, but I just think they're going to throw passes, more. Though. I don't think he's going to get as many passes as like we think though. 
He should. He's, he's going a good to. pass catcher. So but he's a good pass he's catcher. He's the best. Yeah, he's the best. Like, there's just no competition on that team. Like, he's going to be on the field most of the time. Like, and if he's not on the field, it's going to be at the end of the year when you could adjust to that. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's just something you have to deal with. Yeah, the only point. way Todd Gurley is not on the field is if he's injured, and that's it. Right, like, like there's, just, there's just no competition. Like, it's just a clear path in my eyes for him to be. The only other way I see really it is good. if Dan Quinn gets fired and they want to see what their rookies got or something. That's the only other way I see it shaking out no i think either way they're they're still going to use todd Gurley a lot i mean that i mean that's why i wasn't concerned about getting him either like i'm just saying i got todd Gurley. i already had julio jones honestly i was thinking about doing that triple stack with matt ryan too and i held off we did bring it up so like i said i I was i'm i'm not afraid of the falcons i'm honestly nfc is just the way to go um i would i would rather keep melvin for 20 though than actually have to be forced to take Gurley there yeah, that's a different element, though. Like, yeah, I know, but we're just bringing that up. Like, that's, I would prefer that. Yeah, we get to keep general. two guys in our league, so it's kind of like last year I took the shot with Melvin, and I thought I'd keep him for sure, and it turns out I'm not. So, <laughs> Derek Henry turned out to be really, really good. And so did Chris Godwin. <laughs> yeah. But so you guys, you guys just don't like, um, you guys don't like the base that because you guys are talking about Todd Gurley, like you like his consistency value there, but. The the price well is I got overall, which I think is a good steal, is just my running back base overall. Let's see, I I spent approximately seventy five bucks on four running backs right now, and that's pretty much my team. I spent seventy five bucks on Carson, Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, and Mark Ingram. To basically, I don't even think that's a any bit of value at all. Usually, you're going to spend about upwards of a hundred dollars on three running backs on a team. Yeah, I just don't know if you're gonna have the high end on your team. Is the only issue with your team. So, but yeah. I think there's a lot of really big base there. So you get kind of running backs like that. So I got a lot great. of these. Your running back ceiling. Arguably, is very they, they have tier one potential, but I think on a consistent tier basis, one. you're gonna see them as yeah, they, they all have tier one potential in that week by week basis. Not, like, but overall 12? for the year, overall yeah, uh, but overall okay. for the year, I think yeah. they're gonna be more of a, a like a running back too. Like I think overall because they they're gonna have tier one games, they're gonna have a handful so of tier one tier games. One. I don't think they're gonna have more. One. It's top twelve. <laughs> so like tier one is a different thing. I think it's like the top is, five running backs. Tier one is Barkley Zeke zone. Yeah, like that's what I think. When you you say think tier one, one of just the top five? Yeah, or yeah. Just top because five? the top twelve is like that's what you'd say for like a top twelve running back. Yeah, I guess I, I'm thinking more of like tier. I think when I think it's just tier, I think of like who's gonna be your your first your first round picks, your 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 real pick in the second round, like all that type of talent. Well, I think of tiers like that, but it's like, so you, you're putting Gurley and like Barkley in the same tier one, I, week by week, not overall. Like, I, not, I still don't agree with that. I think so, I think in a in a in a random week throughout the year, like I think a couple weeks out of the year. Todd Gurley is going to outperform Saquon Barkley. I mean, how many times do you think? Like that? two or three times, okay. max. That's right, but that's what okay, Barkley's okay. going to be like. And I, I think I overall think he's going to be a two. Yeah, the nice base, but I think they're going to have he's going to have those big up games. Same thing with Leonard oh, yeah. Fournette; they're going to have those big up games. But overall, they're going to get more. They're going to be more in the ten to fifteen range on a consistent basis. But they're going to have a couple giant weeks where Barkley's base is like a twenty point week. Okay, all right, take a breath, bro. You're, you're breathing really heavy right so now. So it's just going to be. The twenty point break, so I, that, that's where I like that value overall. But so I'm not against this stack overall here, but it does seem like you guys are against it. I'm not against it. It's just personally, if I'm looking at my team comparing it to yours, I I spent sixty bucks combined on Drake and Bell, and that's for two running backs. And if you put my third in there, I spent seventy because I have 
whatever running back three you agree is the best afterwards is Taylor for 13, Singletary for 11, or Johnson for 10. And I'd rather have those five than your guys. At least for running backs. Like, I just like that. You're just running back. Is see, you're running back stealing his cat. That's all it is. Like, I do agree. It's a little bit scary. Ridiculous, but, but, like, like that's what I'm saying. That. Right. But that was my kind of point, though, for this. Because then that opens up a lot more of a salary cap for your wide receiver bracket. And that's where I like. Where yeah, I just prefer – I prefer running backs more than wide receivers. And I, I think, like, the, the depth at wide receiver this year, I feel like, is way – just so much more deep. And that's why I'd rather just stack up on running backs. Like, I have, like, five running backs. Yeah. Two of them are meh. But I have five running backs. Yeah, your wide receivers are a little tough, but right. I mean, you got a solid running backs right there like with Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders. I do too, but like I view it as Hopkins, then Chark, then Diggs. I go Diggs, Chark. Well, Hopkins well, first. Yeah. Yeah, Hopkins. Well, I mean, that's why I didn't say. Yeah. Okay. It just felt like, very obvious. Yeah, that's <laughs> just like just that second bit, bit is just kind of like I, you're. I think you're going hit or miss there too. Right, I think Chark and uh, with Chark and Dick. If AJ Green though does end up coming out and playing though, he gets your base, and then your whole team literally comes together. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a he's like yeah. a little like a missing puzzle piece. Yeah, I just think I think Diggs and Chark will be fine. As like I could put them in whenever like on matchups, and I think Chark should be fairly consistent this year because they're going to be a bad team. Yeah, so they're going to have to pass a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm just worried just overall with just what's going to go on. What's going to go on there? He showed a lot of potential there, and I loved him last year. I picked him up. He kind of helped me out. Yeah, I guess that help out. But yeah, I'm no, just don't let him undersell this to you. I'm probably. just still a little bit. I'm a little concerned this year. I just I get a bad feeling. But yet you don't think they're tanking. I don't think they're tanking. I just don't think you that. You get a bad feeling about Shark, but you're all about Fournette. Yeah, that logically is weird. So I just think that team to, to the, for that team to win, yeah. they're gonna have to run through Fournette. At least that, at least my logic checks out. I think they're tanking, <laughs> so DJ Shark's gonna be good. And so, I think Fournette's gonna suck. I just don't think they're gonna be good because last year they I'm ran. I'm more worried about I'm more worried about Minshew. I just I'm worried about the defense, man. I'm they they ran Minshew and Fournette did pretty good last year. And they had every one of their defense was like, I would rather leave. And mm-hmm. now they have no defense. Right. So like I'm worried scary. about the defense. Like they were both fine last year and they ran here's the thing. They also ran through Fournette last year and they were terrible. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know if that's gonna be like I think they're gonna do it again, but that's not their way to winning. Their way to winning is defense. So they don't have a defense. They don't have a defense. So I mean, I don't think they're going to win a ton of games this year, but they're not tanking. Yeah, the only way they're going to win zero chance they're the last. They're the last team in the. The only way they're going to win is if Minshew and Chark are able to carry them to two or three wins. Like, well, Fournette. I think so Fournette no, I think Fournette. Fournette, if, Fournette, if, Fournette if, they, if they get going, they get rolling Fournette. They won't. They won't lose. They can control the game through Fournette. Then no, they can. No, they won't. No, you can control <laughs> the game through Fournette. It's gonna be tough overall, but they can still control yeah, the game. I Fournette, see, you're putting you're putting Fournette in the tier just below Barkley, and I just can't accept that. That is he a tier one guy to you? Yeah, I, he has. Well, Scotty's tier one is like. 15 I, I've been saying my, my tier one. I've been going top ten guys. Tier, I've been going like top ten. Oh, so all three, all the guys we just mentioned earlier were your tier one top ten, like Todd Gurley, Chris. No, Todd. no, 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 no. I said they had potential for it. Todd Leonard Fournette, I think, is gonna finish in the top ten. Um. Still, so I don't have really a concern about that, but I do think he's gonna have some bad weeks and some good weeks. Though he's not gonna have a, he's gonna have some weeks where you're gonna be like, ah oh, man, why'd I start him? But then he's gonna have the, the other weeks where he's gonna be like, the first quarter he's gonna go off and he's gonna have twenty points. Well, you're and not gonna be like, that's why I start him. So I think he's like, gonna have better anger management. But if you're spending the money on Fournette, you don't. I think that you don't have the choice to be like, oh, I'm just gonna sit him. If you're gonna pay for Fournette, you have to play him. That's not paying for Fournette though. Twenty one bucks is not. I paying know in for Fournette. this instance. But in most leagues, he's gonna go for more than that. I don't think he's going for much. I don't think. I don't think he's gonna go for more than thirty dollars max. 
feel like it's more than that. He's I've been getting him cheap. He's just not like there's a concern. You have a sour taste in his mouth, and I totally understand the sour taste in his mouth. It's your mouth. Your mouth, not his mouth. You guys all have a sour taste in your mouth. For <laughs> no, you're no, saying you sour. Said, you just said it wrong. Yeah, you said that you have a sour taste in his mouth about Fournette, and it's like your mouth does. Well, whatever. <laughs> there's a sour taste there, and yeah, just like people are staying, weird. people are staying away from him. So I, I don't think seeing him for under thirty bucks is actually that crazy. Um, there's gonna be some people that want to bid for him, and they're gonna go for him, but there's still that concern for me. Okay. Yeah. Overall. I mean, I just don't know. I'm not on board with this at all. So yeah, I mean, I can I can see it. I I definitely see. I am definitely would be slightly scared of this. I wouldn't mind getting spending up a little bit more. Maybe not getting the triple, not getting that triple stack on my team with Kenny Galladay, Julio Jones, AJ Brown. I'm keeping AJ Brown because I mean, arguably without a doubt, AJ Brown best deal of the draft. I'm gonna say this now. If I can get AJ Brown for under twenty bucks. You guys will never hear the end of it the whole year. We, st- we, we, we already aren't. The end of anything. But like the game forward, you're like, man, I definitely shouldn't have picked AJ Brown. We're not going to hear anything. Well, that <laughs> only issue now is the fact that uh, I know guy on our draft, uh, Tyler, is highly targeting AJ Brown this year. Tyler, make so him go up as far up as he can. It's not going for anything less than $30. And, like, it kind of sucks. Well, good thing you're willing to pay 40 So I am, depending on where I'm at with him still, but. Depends on where he's going overall, but hey, the good thing with Tyler is the fact that there's going to be other people man. going before him, and Tyler's going to be like, oh, I want that guy, and here's all my money gone. So I just got to draw people that Tyler likes and kind of get the rest of the money out. The only thing Scotty's forgetting about is we're also just going to bid him up on A.J. Brown. Like, I don't mind having A.J. Brown for, like, 25, 30 bucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I will make you pay more than that. <laughs> it's totally fine. It's totally fine. And I could just be yeah, bidding you guys up. You guys get up to 30. You no, know, if I don't need him, I don't need him. You guys get him for 30. You guys give thirty. I don't think you guys wanted to bid for him for thirty because this but guy. But then we can trade him to you for like <laughs> everything. <laughs> it's not how it's gonna work though. I don't understand the price value well, on him overall. <laughs> so that's just where I'm at there. I mean, I think he is the. I I think he has the most upside on my team right now, and that making him my third wide receiver with this base is just amazing to me. But I'm not. They're not going to agree it's the biggest steal, so no, I, I'm okay with it. And I still think that Mike Evans for 29. You said Mike Evans was the biggest steal. Well, yeah, but we're that's for you guys. I can't say it for myself because <laughs> I think overall, I, I would definitely go AJ Brown over Mike Evans there if they're going for that same. They're going for that same price, but Mike Evans is going for a little bit more. So Mike Evans for 29. I think Mike Evans is going to go for. He could get up for like 45. So that's a 16 dollars switch. I still think AJ Brown is going to go below 30, and if he starts getting above 30. I'm gonna be hesitant. I do want him, no, but I am gonna be hesitant. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm calling your bluff. No, you are not. <laughs> I'm gonna be pretty hesitant. I, I like him at. I do like him going up to forty, but I'm gonna start being like a little bit uh slow on the Ga- slow on the Ga- clicker Ga- at Ga- thirty-five. I've been I've done mock drafts with you. You have not not picked AJ Brown in like one draft we've done. These are mocks though. These yeah. are mocks. I'm testing out different prices for him. Yeah, I'm trying to find my range overall. I legit to this day still have an accurate idea of what AJ Brown is worth because you literally take him at everything. Yeah, get him for different prices though. It's a, whatever. But I I don't know. I, I like it overall, but I definitely see the concerns where you guys are talking about with the teams again. Um. So yeah, Mitch, you're kind of talking about. You guys are talking about getting. Um. Do you always like to stack on your running backs and stuff like that? 
but now say if you're in a say if you're in a Wait, hold, hold up are you going to the situations I mean, I'm just kind of just talking right now, just but, uh, throwing some things in there. I think we yes, do anything else you want to bring up? I have one thing, kind of a news thing. We didn't talk about Debo, and I think that deserves to be mentioned. Which we didn't talk about enough. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> about Debo breaking his foot. I feel like that's a thing we should probably talk about. Yeah, we can talk about Debo breaking his foot. I mean, it hurts him for the beginning. He kinda, everyone kind of liked him overall ranking-wise. it helps other people on that team. I, I, yes and no. It, it doesn't. <laughs> the only person that could help would be Kittle. Cole. I don't think it's I don't think it's Coleman. Like, yeah, I mean, they can kind of use him that like Coleman Kinnan Chinan trusts Coleman. Like they use Debo Samuel in like five different ways and Coleman can catch and do screens. Like yeah, that's the I only person see, I can see. But I just see that else. like transferring to Mostert. Like I don't see a Coleman a boost as far as the right, starting but running back. Mostert's gonna be in the backfield is what I'm saying. Yeah, but Mostert can also catch. They they, they can but move that around over all the, over there, but I don't know how much it's gonna help out as yeah. much. Like I don't think I don't really think Coleman is going to have more of a, a bigger draft value because of it. I think he's still going to be concerned. But I think he could get you could add the value to see how they get used week one. But until we know how they're getting used, it's not adding anything overall. So Honestly, it, it devalues even though uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was already at like a do, uh, zero dollars. He's at like negative ones now without <laughs> Debo. That would hurt him. He doesn't like – he just – Debo is – it's like Debo has his own little fantasy pocket of value because he doesn't add value to like – he doesn't really add value to Jimmy Garoppolo because he takes all these, like, handoffs and stuff that he scores on. And then random people throw him touchdowns. So it doesn't even matter. Like, I just – if I'm – like, because of this news, I think Brandon Ayuk deserves a last pick in a standard league I just don't think that flyer just to see what happens week one. And then if he does nothing, you cut him and get the hot waiver guy. I mean, I guess I, I can see that. I, I, I see that as, like, a late pick overall. Just kind of just hoping. Just the last pick. I'm I mean, not talking spending any money. Like, if you're doing if auctions. If you have a 50-round draft, I'll take it. Yeah, if you have bigger than a five-bench, look at it. It's, it's five-bench. I'm not. But I think Brandon Ayuk like, deserves a mention. I'm not saying I'm he's like going to be. I, I think, no, Sense is right there. Because you're, you're just I taking just, the, la- the last pick doesn't mean anything. Do. It's like you're saying you want to go. All right, you go Brandon Ayuk or do you go with a backup tight end? It's just like. It doesn't really or matter at that Coleman. point, and it's like you're just taking a, you're taking a risk over there. If it works, it works. If it works, it works. But I mean, if week one is not working out, you don't care about dropping him right now and picking up the guy you need. Exactly. Like Anthony Miller, Jamison Crowder, Marvin Jones. I just Ronald think there's still Jones, about as Shepherd. much. There's still uh, there's like those guys have like actual like potential. There's still, I mean, it's still kind of growth on that. You're not, they have potential, but you don't really care Ronald either. Jones is a starting running back. And Marvin Jones is a two, like, and he Brandon Nayukin is like a, a rookie they drafted, and it's like on the team with the lowest possible passing value, and Posse. Debo possible value, and then Debo but is not a wide receiver. He doesn't have wide receiver value. He has Debo value because he does five different things. Like that's but why someone's got to fill that role then. But not really though. Like he's his own role. Like they didn't. He didn't. No one filled in that role until Debo did for that. I team. understand, but now they might try to keep using it that way. So but they might I'm try to throw in Brandon Ayuk, do a couple of those plays like that. He's not the same guy though. I, I know it's not the same value. guy, but like they spent a first round pick on him, and I think they drafted a lot of wide receivers though. It doesn't they? they I I understand, but like with a first round draft capital, hopefully he's going to be something. Maybe not this year, but in the future. And now he has the opportunity with Debo being hurt for a couple weeks to I'm, maybe establish something. I'm not. Don't be I mean, it's like just taking any just any rookie. Like Debo is not a wide receiver. Like he's not valuable as a wide receiver. He's valuable as Debo. Like he's his own thing. 
Yeah, I understand like, that someone's gonna. There has to be something that's gonna go on over there. But he, there wasn't last year. He's gonna have to throw to somebody. Hole. I know, but like now they don't have Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders. And now Debo are both go- like someone for the first couple because if Debo was not like on he track, run over people and throw to George Kittle. I know, but some one wide receiver, wide receivers need targets. They're gonna have at least like five catches, the first game. And I'm saying, why can't it be Ayuk? I don't think he's gonna start either. So I, I don't think I mean you're not gonna start him either. You're not gonna start him week no, one if you have him on your bench. You basically have him on your bench. You're just like if you want to use that last pick on somebody that you think could be fly or die. I mean the odds are someone else is gonna be on the bench anyway. Even if you have Marvin Jones on your team, there's a good chance Marvin Jones doesn't end up on your team at the end of the year. A lot better chance than Brent Ayuk. I guarantee that is. I mean I'm not saying it, but I mean it's not against taking the flyer. You can take flyer. It's like taking a rookie. It's like even taking J.K. J- taking J.K. Dobbins at the end of a draft. Or even like Jalen Rager. Like, we don't know Jalen Rager's going to be anything, but people are still drafting him. There's yeah. a lot more, uh, what's it called? A lot more opportunity for him, though. I don't think there's. Like, on a higher You're saying there's just nothing. Team. They're saying there's just nothing there. And there's there's like, still some sort of value just there. There's not. There's I, just not. There's not a high enough passing volume to go to other besides George Kittle and the running backs. Like, Debo didn't have value as their wide receiver one. It's because he can touch the ball four different ways. Like, that is why he was valuable in any sort yeah, of way. Yeah, but Sanders had value. But it not might, really, though. I, I know. You yeah. said you wouldn't play him on any of your teams. I did not. I did not I say that. that. <laughs> I said that because my wide receivers on my teams were better than Emmanuel Sanders. But I'm saying if you are struggling with wide receivers and had Sanders, I was perfectly good play. Don't. They're still gonna I'm throw. They're still gonna throw. Like I don't think like they're gonna be able to do as much of the running as they did last year. They're still gonna try it they all overall. <laughs> like Shanahan runs like that everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll have to see. I I don't I. I agree. I'm not. I'm not going to pick him, but I have other rookies I like. I'm still going to take uh, Justin Jefferson over him as my flyer. Mm-hmm. Overall, I trust that a little bit more. I would too. Um, I'm not but, saying, but I I see your value overall, especially if you have like a five or six, uh, a five or six person, um, or six or seven like yeah, men like bench. Like my one so five, you're not doing it. Six, you can argue yes or no, but seven, you got nothing to lose with that seven bench spot. Like, my one league, we have, like, eight to nine bench spots. Like, it's a huge roster. There's never any waivers. So, like, it's worth a look. I'm not saying a draft. I'm just a look, a glance. My opin- the opinions of my coworkers <laughs> does not reflect my opinion. All right. Well, then let's give you another, let's give you another hypothetical then. So, now, you do, like your, you do like your running back situation over there. You like stacking up on running backs. Now – I'm a big, the biggest fan is Melvin there at 20. Like, that's really what I like. Say, I'm a little nervous about Sanders. Are you ever picking? Are you ever picking a quarterback before you you have an established? Let's say it's like the fourth round, maybe fifth round. Are you ever picking a quarterback before you have it? Even if for some reason, I think we did a mock draft earlier this week where somehow uh, Patrick Mahomes went in like the fourth. Like people were in the fourth. I would out. probably take Mahomes in the fourth. Because he's kind of a cheat code, especially I, like in my dad's league where touchdowns are worth a lot. I would definitely probably take him in an instance like that because okay. he's just a worth six point Patrick, right? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like he's worth, he's worth enough there. But like in the most cases, I'm not gonna like. That's about it. Like if it's Lamar or Mahomes, and then that's the only cases I'm doing that. Like I'd rather take the running back or wide receiver. Yeah, like if it's the fourth or fifth round, and Mahomes or Lamar are somehow still there, I'm gonna take a shot. But in terms of any other quarterback, I am not – like, Kyler has potential. Dak is going to be good. But I don't – the value of what you're losing by taking him there. You 
would even entice someone to trade for one of those guys. Like their potential value is so high, like people are gonna want them anyway. Like you just throw them out there and be like, try and. So I mean, I'm I'm that's not that's a bad plan, but like, you could people are gonna want Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fourth is where you kind of if Mahomes is still around the fourth and still considering it. My only thought is the fact that like, is the running back starts getting really really weak. That's the risk you got. And like, I'm not against like a lot of the other quarterbacks. I think have as much potential, not potential, but like as much of a base as Patrick Mahomes can get. Where Patrick Mahomes can get these is gonna have these crazy weeks right there. Like, the quarterback position is just so, like, I don't want to say finicky, but, like, anybody can have a good week any week. That it's almost always better to wait until the end of your draft, like, 10th, 11th, 12th round, if you pick a quarterback, than it is to pick in those yeah, matchups matter three to eight rounds. Matchups matter the most for quarterbacks. You could yeah. pick a, you could get a good quarterback with the matchup. Yeah. yeah. All right, then kind of going with, how have you guys been doing, like, your drafts and, like, overall, have you been doing – Going kind of into like a standard draft, then like how have you been doing it with kind of how are how are your first three rounds going? Basically, I take one wide receiver. I, well, if it's if I'm if I'm in the top six, the moment Alvin Kamara comes off the board, I look at Michael Thomas. And if Michael Thomas is off the board, and it's like Devonte Adams, Hopkins, well, I probably wouldn't take Hopkins in the Would first. Would you? Are you looking at Henry or no? Henry's like past it. It's like Chubb then Henry to me. Okay. Mainly, it's a little bit of a homer thing. But I gotcha. No, I get it. Sometimes you gotta let it shine through. But like, but like I'm I'm basically just gonna go one wide receiver and then I'm gonna stack running backs for like the next three rounds. Three out of the first four rounds are gonna have to be running backs this year. Like after that fourth round, they do drop off dramatically. Mm-hmm. It is a big fall off, and the wide receiver depth we've mentioned a few times is very good in our opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if kind of like Mitch was saying, if it goes you know McCaffrey, Zeke, Barkley, um, Cook, depending on what happens with him. Wait, did I miss a guy? I think I missed a guy. No, well, you went, um, you went McCaffrey Cook. Uh, well, you did forget Barkley. No, I said Barkley. Oh, then we got Barkley Cook. Then you got Henry. You got Kamara. Those are kind of like the top six guys yeah, overall. Yeah, if I can get one of those top six running backs, because to me Henry is in that top six. If I can get one of those guys, I'm picking them. But I typically like a balanced team. Like just all my fantasy teams, I try to do that. So usually the first two rounds, I'll always try to get one running back, one wide receiver. So I kind of have a stud in both positions. But I do understand if you go running back, running back, like, you know, you need running backs. And like Mitch said, the fourth round, once you get after that, it is a crapshoot. You don't know. You don't know if this guy is going to be good, if he's even going to play. Like I would rather take four running backs than two. Like I would take four running backs rather than two wide receivers and two running backs. But what do you think about that? I wouldn't do that. I, if anything, I'd do three and one, but I wouldn't do four. I yeah, I don't think I don't know if you can go two than two. If you're gonna do two and two, are you gonna go four? Is what I'm saying. I do three and two. I take four. That's that's, that's kind of tight. That is kind of tight. I think I'll go two and two before I'm gonna go four. Just because the balance looks nice. I mean, well, you're, you're the wide receiver value is very stacked this year, and I like it. But at at the fifth round, you're just your value for wide receivers starting. You don't want that fifth guy to be your number one guy overall, where you're, you're benching one of your one running backs. Yeah, if, if I don't think you can do. Backs, you can't argue with three. I've been doing a lot of three. I've been doing a lot of three, but where I've been leaning more is I've been trying to. I've been picking again another, another bias going back to Leonard Fournette, but Leonard Fournette's been going like the fourth <laughs> round a lot, and so Leonard Fournette is a fourth. Reason. Leonard Fournette being my third. Uh, running back overall, getting him in the fourth round has been awesome. He sometimes goes before me, sometimes doesn't. He kind of goes back and forth. Or Todd Gurley even been going kind of like late third, early fourth. So like 
you can kind of hold off, make sure, go maybe go running back, go wide receiver next round, but then I would go running back, running back 100%. I just think there's this small pocket of good quality running backs late, which includes like David Johnson, David Montgomery, Devin Singletary maybe even if he falls. But I don't think they're going that late though. They're I, maybe fifth or sixth. That's what I'm they're saying. Still like fifth going, or sixth. But you're you're take I think you're just taking too much a gamble there too. But going two and two, you're going you're shooting for those guys. Even if you have the guy comes up and you can see that maybe even David Johnson's twelve picks away somehow. Ten, twelve picks away, you're you're still gonna stretch down and pick that guy up. Yeah, it's just there is that pocket of good running backs later that you like if you don't get like at least three good running backs in the first five or six rounds like you need to get a david johnson type player to at least have a guy if something like if something happens to one of you guys and he has to miss a week you have to have a guy to plug in that's not a waiver dude i gotcha um kind of going off this mitch kind of touched at it a little bit earlier too but all right you guys are the fifth pick in the draft so the obvious people that went off the board right now you have you have McCaffrey, you have Barkley, you have Zeke gone. Now that fourth, that fourth pick could be any of the following people. Are most likely is going to be either Kamara, Henry, or Cook. So in this hypothetical situation, one of those guys off the board, whoever you think is more likely to go fourth, um, in my opinion, it would be more Kamara going four. So between Henry, Cook, and Thomas, who are uh, who you taking that fifth pick? And a follow-up question to that would be, which of those four guys that I mentioned are you paying the most for in um, your auction? So if Kamara is the fourth pick, I today I would do Cook as long as he signs. If it's closer to draft season and he's not signed and he's still threatening to hold out, then I'm probably going with Derrick Henry. So and it's just you know, with if you are doing a standard draft and you're picking that high, I don't want the possibility of. Cook sitting out a couple games. Yeah, it's kind of like how that Zeke was last year where Zeke kind of fell to like the seventh spot or something like that. No, you can well, see that again. He, at least if you drafted late enough, it was kind of close enough to where it sounded like you knew. Zeke was coming back and you knew he was going to play mm-hmm. and he shot back up. But yeah, I'd go with Cook if he's signed. If not, I'm going with Henry. So you, you're not going Thomas until basically that would be the – like so, eighth, six, seven, three, yeah, fifth. Until all the running backs are gone, because like all of these guys are basically okay. going to be studs. I would. Thomas is going to like Thomas is going to be the wide receiver, like top three, easy, no matter what. But I'm going with that running back if I'm picking that high. Okay, are you taking like Are you taking like a like a Nick Chubb or Joe Mixon over him? Over Thomas? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to see how low you're going now. Um. I'd probably, in that case, I'd probably go Thomas after these top okay. guys. I'd probably go Thomas, and then hopefully one of the, like, a Josh Jacobs might make it back to me on the swing, depending on how close it is. I got you. All right, so in a regular situation, I assume Delvin Cook is going to go fourth. I also kind of assume that, but so it's then fine. Basically, in my eyes, as soon as Alvin Kamara is off the board, that's when Michael Thomas is, like, my guy. That's when I want Michael Thomas. Like, I'll take him at six, five or six. If Kamara is not on the board, like I'm totally fine with that. Could be, int- it might not be the best in the long run, but that's what I'm cool with. And then I would spend the most on Kamara, probably. Well, I would probably spend the most on Kamara. Yeah, I, like, I don't, I don't love Henry. Like I view him, like I, I think he's gonna be 
good, but not great. Like, I don't think he's. I don't think he's gonna be super too much of just a one trick pony out yeah. of this whole mess. Yeah. Like even but, though Thomas is too, but like Thomas is. They're both outliers. They gotta get the same the targets. The only difference is I get a half a point for every time Thomas right. touches the ball. <laughs> I get no points for any time Henry touches the right. ball. So, which is funny though, because anytime like I see Derrick Henry get a screen pass, he's a, he takes it to the house. It's insane. Yeah, his percentage is probably pretty up there. But like, yeah, I'm probably bringing the most for Alvin Kamara there. I just think he's the he has the highest ceiling, and he's done it the most before. But Thomas is going to be right below him, though. Like, I don't know. Like, you're, it's going to be close when you're paying for both guys. Like, I'm not going to pay that much more for Kamara than Thomas. Like, yeah. yeah, I would pay the most for Kamara or Cook, depending on who goes four. Basically, whoever goes four or five, because those guys are back-to-back mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm paying the most for whoever's still there. Like, they're the same price to me. I got you. Yeah, I'm definitely – yeah, I'm same thing. I'm with Kamara first. So, if, if Kamara happened to make it to me and I'm the fifth pick, I'm picking him right away. Um, I'd probably go Cook next just because I like that potential there. But I'm picking high. Thomas over Henry no matter what. I, I, that is me 100%. I very much believe so, that. But what are you – you were talking about Nick Chubb already over there. So what do you do, Nick Chubb over Michael Thomas still? No, it's still Thomas, or Nick Thomas, Chubb, yeah. Henry. Okay. So all right, I guess that kind of makes sense. Over, I just like – he's in that spot now, but for him to repeat what he did last year, just not going to happen. That's also the part of it is like he is not going to catch how many – Reception. 143. Yeah. Too many. I don't think he's going to – Was it 100? Oh. I it might have been 149. It's 140 something. I thought it was 149 as well. All right, let's kind of go into maybe a uh, a final question over here right now, and we're gonna go we're gonna go into with now you're kind of in like so you've already developed your team in the first like six rounds. You've gotten your you've gotten your running backs all situated. You got let's say three to four running backs there. Then your next your next three rounds you you got all your unless you really stretched up and picked up like. Uh, uh, Mark Andrews, Jason, uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, Jason Kittle, like someone like that. So, but obviously, you're probably by the sixth round. You're gonna say you had your, you have three to four running backs, and then you have uh, two to three wide receivers already on your team. So you basically have your team pretty much set of where your starters are. Um, so the kind of seventh, eighth, ninth round. Are you looking there at getting? You're picking up your tight end there. That'd probably be a Hunter Henry, uh, Jared Cook, someone in that range, or or a quarterback in that range. Most quarterbacks are available there. Maybe everyone up, probably, maybe not Kyler Murray, maybe not Josh Allen. Seventh round is iffy for Josh Allen. I would say both Kyler and Josh Allen would be gone by the sixth round. So I, I'm willing to agree. They, they fell, but I'm willing to say they're gone for this hypothetical. But are you just going to kind of just keep holding off for a couple more rounds and get – and then maybe the tenth and eleventh pick up uh, Matt Ryan or Matthew Stafford, or and then get late uh, tight ends because kind of just don't care. I'm stacking on the bench here. Like I feel like the wide receivers here are very strong, and I'm just gonna pick a bunch of those. I have I'm actually looking at a mock right now where I took Evan Ingram in the seventh round, which I kind of in hindsight I'm like very fifty fifty on. I don't know how I feel about that, but 
I might I, take seventh two round one. Evan Ingram though is actually pretty good still yeah, like because yeah. you're gonna bait but you know if you get Evan Ingram you're you're getting a you need to definitely you're getting yeah. a X tight end yeah you're risking it you're gonna have to be on the lookout like he's probably not gonna play every game so. which is a very nice Evan Ingram Hayden Hurst combo <laughs> I guess that's true oh but yeah. like yeah I mean I'm not probably gonna go two and one there I might take a tight end but I'm likely going I'm likely stacking on wide receiver today. I'm probably going to stack up on the wide receivers and running backs unless a tight end I like, like Jared Cook, who I have ranked pretty high. If he, It's kind of at the point where I'm almost going to play, if this is a standard draft, I'm going to play like the falling game, see how far he can make it. Like if I got a wheel pick, like not the wheel, but like a couple picks away, and I see Jared Cook in the seventh, I'm going to pick someone else most likely and wait to see if he comes back to me. He went in the seventh in this mock I'm looking at, so that he mm-hmm. he should be kind of there. That's yeah, a good yeah. Game Jared to play. Jared Cook's like that seventh round guy that I'm looking at. If he's not available, I think I'm holding off. Yeah, if he's not, he's basically because I don't, I'm not in love with Hunter Henry or Evan Ingram or any of Higby. them. Higby just went above in my in this draft. It, uh, Higby went right above me, and Jared Cook went right above him, and Hunter Henry went right above him. I don't really like. I don't love the. I like Jared Cook. Literally, the only guy I would take is Jared Cook. Yeah. Everyone, I would stack the bench otherwise. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks, I'm not touching till ninth, tenth, eleventh round, unless a guy like Drew Brees falls that far. Yeah. Drew Brees could fall that fall that late, which is think? likely this year. Usually not, but but I'm just I'm like I've said multiple times, I'm not a proponent of drafting a quarterback high unless you're getting <laughs> Mahomes or Jackson. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'm drafting I don't think I'm drafting Drew Brees this year, just kind of where he's going in draft because I mean I like I. I I like Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford more than I like Drew Brees this we year. Love Matthew Stafford. We so love Matthew I just think it's just I, I mean that team. I I don't I don't see. I know they have four yeah. running backs over there. I just don't see them running at all. But they're just not gonna do anything. Like they, we're gonna use all of them. They're just gonna be like, okay, Stafford, just get ice that shoulder. Ice so that shoulder. That's that's how it's gonna go. So I kind of like them overall. So I, I'm and they they're going way later than Drew Brees is. So I, that's why I'm I'm willing to wait more on there. But I'm willing to pay like three to five bucks on Drew Brees still to get him. Depending on again who's available, but again, I, I'm just kind of leaning against it just overall. Where I'll probably end up getting them. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna get them, but I think I'm waiting on them. But Definitely I will go with a Jared Cook if for some reason we saw that Josh Allen, uh, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, or Russell Wilson fell to the seventh round. I think Russell I'm Wilson's getting ready to pick someone there. So expect Josh Allen's probably the most likely guy to fall to the seventh. He did fall. He first pick in the seventh round of what I'm looking at. What I or the, what draft I did the other day. So like I don't. I, this would be very tough to get Wilson and Murray to fall though, man. Right. That and I just want to say I don't see it. But I said Josh Allen there. He's the guy. I'm like, all right. I think I'm gonna pick him up right there, and then kind of just base the rest of my team because I, I still like a lot of the other bench guys really low. Like I still think there's a lot of value in getting even a Emmanuel Sanders. Like super late, like I, I'm not too concerned about it overall. But the thing is, like, what I like a little bit more is just like I, I like getting that stack. I like that wide receiver quarterback stack a lot more than I think. Spence's not a big fan of it. You, it seems like on the shows you've just gotten more and more into the <laughs> idea of the stack. Yeah, I think he's just like his character just loves him. <laughs> so like, I don't know what he's become. I just don't I, like dependent because if they have one bad week, you just lose. Like. It's too much of your team is based on mm-hmm. one like one NFL team's success. So yeah, but it does kind of still work out because you're not trying to base your entire you're not trying to get like spend a lot of value overall. But that's why 
that's why I've been leaning more towards like I don't really like the Drew Brees, Matt, uh, Michael Thomas stack as much. But you love that Matthew Stafford could have got us. Because that the value there is just a lot better. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's because no one is drafting Stafford but you. Uh, true. I I, see that. I just think but, it's a, I mean I like Stafford too this year, but it's like who, you legit have only taken Matt Stafford if you don't get him early. Imagine if been the best guy available. Imagine if AJ Brown played in the lineup. Oh, my God. That's oh, yeah, be. yeah, it'd be a stack. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do a Tannehill. Like, I'm not basing my team off of, like, but the Lions, they throw a bunch. The Falcons, like, they throw a bunch. The I Saints do the throw a bunch. I'm not against it, but, like, it's going to be tough to pick up. Might be able to do it in an auction, but, like, it just, it's a lot of money there for Michael Thomas where I just don't like it as much. Where I think I'm getting a better value for Julio Jones, who has just as much potential to outshine Michael Thomas this year. Yeah, Julio. I think I like the Julio Matt Ryan stack a lot. I think that that's gonna be the stack I'm gonna go for if I do a stack. And then uh, I don't really love like the, I don't love the like a tight end stack either. Like the, there's a Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey, but like some people like to do the Wentz and Ertz and like even it's just I don't like the value like though the, where you have to get them or what you're paying tough. for them. It's just too much. Even like yeah, you're the, the hill and stuff. Like it's not worth, to hit, get hill and Mahomes. You yeah. almost have to do the first two picks well, in the draft. Two out of your first three. Because at this basically. rate, like I've done it, I've done it once in the past and it worked out. Because why not just do the quarterback running back at that point? Because no matter what, whoever you got on the team is going to score. And I think I mentioned this before. But, but what if they don't score? Then you're, then you're screwed. But it's the same <laughs> it's the same situation. Then you're stacking a wide receiver. Right. But no, at I, least with a running back, if, say, Matt Ryan throws no touchdowns, mm-hmm. but Todd Gurley runs in three, at least you kind of – it kind of saves itself, I guess, because I don't really know what to call it. Yeah, but you just hit harder. You hit harder when you get the stack work. Like, when yeah. that stack works, it hurts a lot more than Todd Gurley's just throwing for two touchdowns. Because mm-hmm. it's basically six touchdowns. You know, Matt Ryan throws for three, and Julio catches one mm-hmm. or two of them. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like – it's kind of more like five touchdowns because you only get four points. But yeah, it's like, like six if you just do the math really weirdly. <laughs> but it's still pretty close overall. I, I think <laughs> top top stacks this year I think are going to be – I'm still going to say that the Matt Ryan, Julio Jones is going to be the best stack overall. It's probably gonna be Hill and Mahomes. It's then, gonna be, well, it's gonna be Mahomes and one of his two weapons. I guess, but like value wise too, I'm throwing in the value in there. So where you're gonna have to draft yeah, them or what you can get price wise. So I'm gonna go with those two guys. Then I'm going Matt Stafford, Kenny Galladay, and then I'm going the Tom Brady, uh, Mike Evans stack. That stack isn't even on my board. It's the it's value not, there though. Like that not, value is absolutely nuts. It's not even on my board. I don't you gotta want pay Tom up, Brady. You got to pay up for either Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. You're not paying up for him. That you got him for like 29. I think you can still get him for like 35. Like it's a ridiculous price. Yeah, but you're saying value. That's a value there. But you're saying who? Okay, I don't know. You might have to draft him a little bit I higher. I just don't so. want Tom. I don't think Tom Brady's throwing 35 touchdowns, and that's the only reason. Like, I would take Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees is way higher potential to throw 35 touchdowns. That's why year. I think he's my he's my third guy, and I just think. I, well, at this the true breeze might. Why wouldn't you do a Dak and Amari Cooper stack? I don't. I don't know. I don't like Amari Cooper on a week to week. I don't like. Right? I don't like Amari Cooper on a week to week basis. A, Dak should do enough every week where you're not upset at Dak, and then if you get Dak and Cooper the week that Cooper goes two fifty and three. Especially with that Cooper. I'm just. Ups- I don't know. Like Cooper yeah. just never falls in a spot where I'm like, Cooper, yeah, let's get Cooper. Seventeen bucks though. Like I'm. That that price wise value would be good. I just don't think that's happening on a consistent basis. So like that could be that, that could be a steal. <laughs> but if you did get, I've seen Mike. I've seen Mike Evans go under thirty five in a lot of the mock drafts I've been doing this year. I think Cooper's gonna go for less than Mike Evans a lot of the time. Oh, I think so. I think overall too. But I still like the other way around. But Dak is better than Tom Brady this year by far. Mm-hmm. But I like Mike Evans more than I like Amari Cooper still. Wait, really? 
I barely took this thing. I, I had no idea. I get it. So that's just kind of where I'm at overall there. But you guys have anything else you guys want to add? No, I don't think so. All right, well, oh, wait, thank you. have to get the Drew Last Quentin thing done first. All right, that concludes <laughs> the Going Once podcast. Thank you for listening, and tune in next week for our 10th episode. I'm Scotty. I'm Mitch. And I'm Spencer. Thanks for listening, and see you guys.